hanging around, hanging around. Kids got alligator blood. Welcome to the sixth podcast. This is the host of the machine, Pablo Petrucci. It's been a while. Uh, a lot's happened. Um, I was doing my, just to f- update you, I was doing a 30-day consecutive, sort of 30 days of consecutive podcasting because um, uh, I was trying to get back in shape, get healthy, and uh, the goal was to change my lifelong habit of never exercising and I'm sorry, not never exercising, never working out. I've exercised obviously playing sports, but at at this stage in the game in terms of my age, the only way you really get healthy is you if you make a concerted effort to insert exercise and workouts on a regular basis. When if if it you have to make it a part of who you are and a part of your lifestyle. There's just no other way around getting healthier uh, at a certain stage of your life. You just have to do it if you want to be healthy. You have to make it a, a, a big priority. So while I was doing that, just to summarize, while I was doing all this stuff and trying to change my body and my neurological wiring, um, the universe decided to slap me in the face and um, interrupt my progress. So I went 17 days of consecutive exercise, consecutive workouts. And um, as I said last week, I found myself in excruciating pain. Uh, I found myself in the emergency room of a hospital not once but twice. Uh, And funny enough, looking at my Twitter account while I was in the emergency room, (laughs) hence the name tweets from an emergency room. And I did contemplate should I be sending tweets to people while I'm in an ER it just seemed absurd but it it made me think man what a sign of the times that that you want to sort of tweet to people you know to some sort of amorphous audience you know uh, while you're in severe pain so I've been for the last three weeks in excruciating pain Uh, the only thing that's mitigating it is I'm taking Tylenol Two now, and I'm taking regular Tylenol, and I'm taking Advil. Like my body feels. There's a line that I I thought of where P Diddy. There's that P Diddy line that says I'm the definition of, I'm the definition of half man, half drugs. <laughs> I uh, have been starting to feel that way. Like my I'm starting to feel the toll of all the pills that I'm putting in my body. And I just recently shared an article about um, people accidentally overdosing on Tylenol. So it kind of scared the shit out of me. And so I'm being wary of how much Tylenol I'm putting into my system. Luckily, I'm not in excruciating pain anymore. I'm back to a normal amount of pain that's manageable and I can kind of do other things. But uh, a long story short, I've, I've got an MRI and I have two herniated discs uh, and my doctor says that I got two herniated discs from a car accident that I was in last year, which I completely forgot about. I didn't even think about it. If you've been listening to this podcast, it never occurred to me 
that being rear-ended uh, a year ago would cause me pain a year later. But it's the only time in my life where I experience any significant trauma or impact. And I measure trauma and impact by the pain that I'm in. And because I wasn't in pain when it happened, I didn't think I was in an any, I didn't think I was in any serious situation. Um, but having been in excruciating pain for three weeks and having been in chronic neck and back pain for four months, uh, I realized that that was a stupid thing for me to do, although I didn't know any better. So this is a piece of advice for you that are for any any of you that are listening right now, if you get in a, car accident, even if it's no matter how small, make sure you report it to your insurance right away. Make sure you you report it to your doctor right away and that they make notes and that you get a sense of the kind of impact that your body went through. That matters more than the amount of pain that you're in because your the pain won't necessarily tell you until maybe four months later, a year later. And anybody who's had herniated discs back problems and so on, they will tell you that sometimes they go through phases where they don't feel anything and then out of nowhere it attacks you like an avalanche. And that's what happened with me. And now I'm in a situation where if I go to the police and I tell them, look, I have an injury, I got two herniated discs, I don't play contact sports, I don't, I'm a screenwriter, I don't live a lifestyle of physical labor so the only thing that could possibly have caused two herniated discs is being rear-ended in a car accident that wasn't my fault um, because it happened a year later they're just, they're just gonna go well you know we don't give a shit because well I mean it's not that they're not gonna give a shit but they're just gonna go we have no way of proving that you were in and you were in no other accidents for the rest of that year and so because they can't prove it, it's a very difficult case for me to win. So basically, whatever progress I was making with my exercising now is down the fucking tube. It, well, not really. I mean, I've made some psychological progress and I know that I'm capable of committing to exercise in a life in a healthier lifestyle. So that's so it's not all for naught. Um, but it's just incredibly frustrating to have spent the last three weeks not being able to really do anything. I've just been in pain management where I'm in bed a lot, uh, putting ice packs on my body, on my arm. I'm losing feeling a little bit in my left arm. Uh, so I can't stress this enough. If you've been in any kind of accident, make sure you take all the proper precautions when it happens because you really don't know how much uh, trauma your body is experiencing from a car accident. You might feel completely fine, but you might not actually be fine. So um, I hope it gets better. And uh, it's been difficult to podcast because I'm usually in ice packs or in some kind of pain and discomfort, or I'm just really drowsy from the medication. I'm cutting it down now, and I, I also recommend people take the, take it seriously the amount of Tylenol you're putting in your body because you really don't know and don't be risky with your Tylenol intake or your Advil intake. Now I've been popping them almost like candy in the sense that um, every six hours I'm following the instructions but it's still a lot for your body to handle and your liver 
uh, do not, I just read about this stuff so I'm capable of telling you, do not take Tylenol with alcohol, do not take Advil with alcohol, don't risk it. Um, there's a study that just came out where 68 Canadians die every year from uh, accidental overdoses of, of Tylenol. Well, it's the, there's a technical term for it. Um, a, hold on, I want to get it right. I don't want to like, you know, uh, feed you guys bullshit. What is the name? Acetaminophen. Acetaminophen is basically the thing that's found in Tylenol, which, which is what Tylenol predominantly is, acetaminophen, and you can essentially overdose on it. Um, and some people, what they'll do is they'll cheat and they'll take Tylenol every three hours rather than every six hours. They'll go, yeah, you know, because again, because it's an over-the-counter drug, you just think, how bad could it be? I even thought that way, but I, I'm just the type of person that if they give me instructions, I'll just do it and I won't really think about it. So, and I could tell that they were serious with me. They're like, don't go beyond what we're telling you to take. So I always stayed true to it, except for a couple times I took Tylenol every five hours rather than every six. And now that I'm reading that 68 Canadians die every year using Tylenol, um, and or overusing Tylenol. It's really kind of scary to think that that's possible for me or for anyone. So again, be careful. So those are some basic things that affect everybody. So I managed to learn a few things. You know, what to do when you're in a car accident, even if you think it's minor, take it seriously uh, from a health perspective because it can bite you in the ass like it is biting me in the ass right now. Luckily, I live in Canada, so um, a lot of my rehabilitation will be covered under OHIP. So, um, uh, so I won't be too, you know, affected. But the real issue is, is it's making it very difficult to do anything. This, the pain that I've been in, makes typing difficult and all that stuff. Anyway, I really didn't want to do this kind of episode because I don't think people want to hear me complain. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it to a minimum, but it is important that I, I talk about the symptoms, what it's been like so that other people can relate to it. And some of you might be going through similar things and the treatment for two herniated discs, you know, it's tricky. It's not an easy thing. So it's going to be an ongoing process and hopefully I won't talk about this again. It's just going to be something I'm doing on the side and hopefully I'll feel better and I can do even pod, just basic things that I can do, um, uh, easier than how it's been for the last three weeks has been pretty rough. So that's part of the reason why I haven't been podcasting as regularly. But so much stuff has been happening, it's hard not to talk about it. Like uh, the Colin Kaepernick kneeling down during the American Anthem. I don't understand why so many people are bitching about this. Um, the reason the American Anthem ought to be important is because in the United States of America, you have the freedom of expression. And so people have fought and died for the very thing that Colin Kaepernick is doing. They fought and died for the right to be able to say and think what you like. It doesn't change just because you're an athlete. It doesn't suddenly become an issue of, well, he's not allowed to speak out his mind. Like, you know, it's a human right. And it applies to everybody, no matter what your job is. 
The other thing is there's a lot of hypocrisy because everybody talks about how great Muhammad Ali was, um, how outspoken he was, how principled a man he was. And then the moment Colin Kaepernick does it, suddenly everybody forgets their history and likes to pretend that America is a perfect country and there's nothing to complain about. When the reality is, is the way black people are treated by the by the police, not all the time, but there is a systemic issue regarding racism towards black people. And when black people are being killed outright and there are no, there are no consequences, you're sort of cornered into uh, pushing people who normally don't uh, who normally wouldn't need to speak out on these issues, suddenly they're cornered into a situation where into a situation where they sort of have to. The same thing with Muhammad Ali. And I spoke in a previous episode about O.J. Simpson. And what's interesting about O.J. Simpson is that he never spoke out about black rights during the time of huge civil rights unrest and uh, severe... Um, violence towards black people and violence that went you know unaccounted for so it's very important that people who are in privileged positions uh it's very important for them to speak out on those issues and to draw attention to them and to try to direct the conversation in the right way unfortunately most uh sporting events uh most sporting channels don't really talk about it seriously and the real thing that's the thing that's really fucking annoying is when people talk about what Colin Kaepernick is doing without reading what Colin Kaepernick said uh, about uh, racism towards black people and the issue of police brutality. No one bothered to read what he had to say. And so really he had an intelligent perspective on it. No one bothered to, to find that out. And instead just talked about Colin Kaepernick in terms of his career and what he owes his business owners. Which is, uh, it's just so disgusting it almost doesn't even warrant mention. You know, like, how in the face of police brutality, how can people look at that in terms of, yeah, but what about his sports career? You know, what about what he's doing on the football field? Who gives a shit what he's doing on the football field? Why don't we talk about something that's actually serious? I get that we all love sports and we all love to be entertained every once in a while. But let's put this into perspective, okay? When people are getting murdered and the people that are doing the murdering are not really facing any meaningful consequences, that is a severe problem, especially when it's happening in a repeated manner when it's happening in a repeated manner that tells you that the problem isn't at an isolated level it is a problem at a systemic level that goes really far up and so it puts pressure on the the grassroots level because people on the grassroots have to speak out that's how you do it you don't wait for people in power to bless you with their attention you have to you know speak out that's how you do it so it's kudos to people like Colin Kaepernick and people that are standing by his side and, and on the right side of history by drawing attention to police brutality. You have to do it the sort of old-fashioned way until it gets addressed at higher levels. And right now it's not. That's why he's doing it. Uh, so that's my bit on Colin Kaepernick. So other than that... Um, 
it basically comes down to what Beck says. I have two turntables and a microphone, although he says it like this. So I'm kind of in the same situation, except I have two herniated discs and a microphone. That's basically what I'm going to be like for the next few months, and I hope I don't bitch and complain about it too much. Uh, and I'm looking forward to moving this podcast onward and upward to different things. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.